0: Welcome to the weekly podcast of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, located in the city of Middletown, New York. Today's message will be brought to you by our senior pastor, Reverend Albert Feliciano, Sr. Each week we stream our live recorded services to encourage, build up, and edify our listening audience. Our aim is to share with you the uncompromised and infallible word of the living God. Our prayer is that today's message will draw you closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And now... Here is Pastor Albert with today's word.
1: This morning, Saints of the Most High, I have a title, a little bit of a strange title, but the title of my message is Superficial and Sincere Thanksgivings. Superficial and Sincere Thanksgivings. Let's open up to the book of Luke we're going to be in two chapters this morning, Luke 18, from verses 9 through 14, and then we're going to turn one page behind and go to Luke 17, we're going to read there from verses 11 through 19. I'll give you a moment to find that in your word. If you have it, say amen. Praise the Lord. We're beginning at Luke 18, verses 9 through 14, and the Word says, Also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves, that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. Unbelievable. (laughs) I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but he beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you this, man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself Will be exalted. Glory to God. Let's now go back one chapter to chapter 17. We're going to start at verse number 11. And the word says Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village there, he met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he returned, and with a loud voice, he glorified God, and he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, where there are not ten cleansed, but where are the nine Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor before you take your seats and say, Give thanks. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, I'm about to go in. I'm gonna put this turkey up on the screen. Hallelujah. So don't salivate too much. Glory to God. But this week we will be celebrating this Thanksgiving holiday with our friends, with our families, with our loved ones. For some, it's gonna be a time of great fellowship great food prepared by loving hands, and a great time of giving thanks and gratitude to God for all the beautiful blessings that he has done. How many know that Thanksgiving is every single day of the year? Some of us need to understand that. For others, this holiday will be a time of fear, a time of panic, a time of dread. They will be out on watch for coronavirus. They will look on to others, their neighbors, who are not afraid, and some may even report them. Mm. I have to tell you this because it it just hurt my heart so much. Our governor, Governor Cuomo, this week I was eating breakfast and he had a news conference and he began to say, some of you guys are going to go and have Thanksgiving and You think you're safe with your family. You think you're safe at your own table. You think you're safe, but you're not safe. I said, I bind you, Satan. I see you, devil. I bind you. You are not going to preach fear into my spirit, into my home. I cut it off. I put a thing on Facebook. Enjoy your family enjoy your meal hallelujah praise the living God listen we got to know who we are in Jesus Christ this world is always trying to put fear in our spirit and and my wife and I we call it all the time the, the media now is the is the false prophets of our day don't let the false prophets speak lies into your spirit it's time to rise up church of God you have to know who you are. Jesus said, "I give you the keys to the kingdom, and it will unlock heaven." Glory to God. He says, "Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in in heaven. Whatever you bo- whatever you loose on earth, it'll be loosed in heaven." Mm-hmm. This week, millions of people in our nation are going to be sitting around the table together, eating a hot. Steamy, delicious meal together. Many are going to be eating up this turkey and eating like they're going to the electric chair. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like it's their last meal on planet Earth. Like there's no food for tomorrow. Hallelujah. Many will sit around the table and pass around some jokes and some old stories. And then the trip to fans is going to kick in. Then they're going to look into the living room and find their nice little cozy spot on the lazy chair, on the sofa. And they're going to find that spot, and in two minutes or less, they're going to nod out. And then about an hour or two later, they're going to wake up and say, wow, that was a delicious meal. Where's my coat? Where's my purse? And they're going to say, thank you for this great time we had. Peace out, and I'll catch you next year. Hallelujah. And they'll leave. And many, many times, not even thank those that invited them to their home for the wonderful meal. Others may sit around and watch Thanksgiving football games. But let me tell you something, or let me ask you a question, rather. Is that Thanksgiving Is that really what it's all about? Is that what it is to sit at a table and gorge yourself and then sit down and fall asleep and wake up and maybe have some dessert and some pumpkin pie and whipped cream and a little cup of joe and then bounce? Is that Thanksgiving? Is that the holiday that we wait all year for? And then we start looking at our checking account because we know the next day, Black Friday, we're already programmed to start spending all our money. There are families this year that have nothing, have no food. There are some that are going to eat alone this year. There are some that are going to be very hungry this year. God has blessed us all so very much. This is the time of year that we could sit down for one day and smell the roses, where we could sit down for one meal and appreciate the goodness, the favor of God. The one time where we could look at our sons and our daughters, for us, our grandbabies, where we could look at our families and say, great things has he done. I bless the Lord for the breath in my body. I bless the Lord for this wonderful meal, for this spread that's on this table. Glory to God for all that he has done. Some of us, we get so excited. They're like, can you lead us in prayer? We're like, hallelujah. And it's the Sermon on the Mount. And then we start tripping because the food is about to get cold. We we actually know who to call on at Thanksgiving, right? Don't call on that brother. He's, forget it. We won't eat for 20 minutes. Don't call on him. Don't call on her. She's going to start speaking in tongues. And it's on. Mashed potatoes are going to get cold. (laughs) Saints of God, David said, enter his courts with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Be thankful in all things. Rejoice in all things. Is it even possible to rejoice? We know our sister Regina this morning is making one of the most difficult decisions a woman, I think, or a a loved one ever has to make the, the decision to pull the plug on their loved one, on their husband, 32 years together. Even in that, we can be thankful for our brother's going to be with Jesus. We're going to miss him, but we have a blessed hope that the world doesn't know anything about we will see each other again in the clouds of glory when the trumpet sounds, and those who are dead shall rise first. That is the inheritance that we have as believers. And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet them in the clouds of glory. And so shall we be with the Lord forevermore. The Bible says, Encourage one another, comfort one another with these words. I have my ticket. Glory to God. I don't plan on staying here. Let people stay here and be afraid. Let people stay. Those that, that turn their back on the love of God, they'll find out very soon what it's all about. Philippians 4:4, 4, 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say, Rejo- Rejoice sad reality. Many people are not grateful for the things that God has done. In fact, they can't even recognize what God has done for them. Many can't rejoice because they're just fixed upon the problems. My bills, my debts, the car is not working, there's no money in the bank, my kids are acting out. they, They can't rejoice. They don't know how to rejoice. Many can't think of what God has done for them or how he has blessed them. They actually find no value in the things of God. Many don't even know how they survived this week. And even if they did know, they probably wouldn't give thanks to God for it anyway. We take for granted the very air that we breathe. Let me tell you, every day above ground is a great day. When you walk outside your door and it's raining and the clouds, let me tell you, the sun is still shining behind those clouds. Glory to God. You have breath in your body. Rejoice in the Lord and all things rejoice. Your life is a gift. The light by day, the the moon by night, the showers in the spring, even the snow in the winter. Rejoice. Thanksgiving, in my humble opinion, should really be called thanks living. Hallelujah. Is this thing, work and glory to God. It should be called thanks living, a lifestyle of giving thanks, glory to God. Many people don't see it that way. They'd rather say, thanks receiving, thanks expecting, thanks it's mine. Some others will say, thanks for nothing. What has happened to us as a nation? What has happened to us as a people? We have gone so far away from what we know to be true. Either we believe God's word and we walk in disbelief or we don't let me ask you, or let me just suggest, if, if some of you may have gone around the table and asked some of those at your table during dinner, the Thanksgiving meal, hey, let's talk about what you're grateful for. What has God done for you this year? What has God done for your life? Do you know that some may, may start to complain? They may gripe and moan, and most people will just complain, hey man, I don't want to talk right now. The food's going to get cold. There are kids that will cry out this year, Mom, is the food ready yet? I'm starving. Hurry up. How many parents will not hear, Mom, how can I help you? Mom, can I serve you this year? Mom, how can I show you appreciation for all that you have done for me this year? How about this? Mom, after dinner, I'm going to do the dishes. How about this? Husbands, baby, you sit on my chair today. I'm going to give you the remote. And while you watch your your love stories, I'm going to rub your feet. How about that? That's right, I said it. I ain't scared. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hold me to it, boo. Hold me to it. Hold me to it. Gotta keep the fire lit, baby. Woo! Hallelujah. Yes! Many times, Thanksgiving will come and Thanksgiving will go, and as soon as we expel the food, so we expel the gratitude as well. Saints of God, we need to be thankful for everything. We should always rejoice in the Lord. Thanksgiving, do you know that Thanksgiving is mentioned 140 times in the Bible? Let me give you some scriptures. Brother, uh, a minister, Jeron read earlier. David wrote about being thankful in Psalm 103. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul. Daniel wrote about being thankful in Daniel 6.10. And and his thanks was a habit. It was a habitual lifestyle of prayer. His gratitude actually sent him into the lion's den. But it didn't kill him. Paul wrote about being thankful in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. He said, give thanks for this is the will of God. It's a good thing to give thanks unto God. Psalm 104, verse 1. It's fitting to have a national day of thanksgiving. Psalm 92, verse 1. It says, It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. A.W. Tozer wrote, Thanksgiving has great curative powers. That means great healing powers do you know that when you have a a, a attitude of gratitude you see the bible says God is seated he's enthroned in the praises of his people the word doesn't say God inhabits the gripes complaints and criticisms of his people it says God inhabits what the praises of his people you want to see God start intervening in your life start worshiping him your tire pops praise the Lord hallelujah people are going to think you're cray-cray. When you lose your job, glory to God, hallelujah, God's got something better for me. Woo, glory. When you need $178.63 just to be broke, you've been there? When you're in the red, there's a negative by your checkbook balance. You're so broke, you need money to be broke. You've been there? Hallelujah. Hey, glory. You see, you can rejoice in all things. Hallelujah. Some of us, we see that, geez, I knew this tithing thing doesn't work for me. All I do is give, give, give. Nothing comes back. Mm -hmm. That's why you're broke. Because you're in you have an attitude of ingratitude. Hallelujah. Yay. Listen, why do you think the children of Israel didn't make it into the promised land? Because of their constant murmuring and bickering. It kept them out of the promise. He's got to turn our mourning into dancing. Yay. Weeping may endure for a moment, but joy comes. In the morning. You got to know who you are in Christ Jesus. He made water come from a rock. He made bread come from heaven. And when they started complaining, can't we get some meat up in here? He sent some KFC from the sky, man. Sent some chicken. It's in the word, man. Sent some KFC and they still complained. Let me hook me up with a piece of chicken. Hallelujah. Your praises will add to your spiritual health, your spiritual well-being. It will release the burdens off your shoulders when you begin to worship the Lord because you're not allowing your circumstance to, 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 to control you. Sometimes you got to take the bills and throw it on the floor, step on top of it and start rejoicing. Stand on the things that are trying to trap you and burden you, right? Doesn't the Bible say the enemy is, where's his place? Underneath the sole of your feet. When he starts trying to scare you, I got you now. No, I'm going to heaven, brother. You ain't never getting back there. I know where I'm headed. I'm covered by the blood. What about you? You forfeited that. Get thee behind me, Satan. You're tripping. Ebonics version, hallelujah. This week as we sit at our table let us be mindful to give thanks we read earlier about a Pharisaical Thanksgiving a superficial Thanksgiving a Pharisee who went to the temple and he actually walked in alongside a publican a tax collector both went to the temple but each one of them entered in a different manner and I want to break some of this down so you can understand number one the Pharisee the Pharisee was unaware of his greatest need he said I thank you that I'm not I'm not like other men he started out with thanksgiving but it was the wrong attitude H.A. Ironside A quote, he said, this man was not thanking God for what grace had done for him. He was thanking God for what he himself had done. And that is the wrong attitude. D.L. Moody said about this Pharisee, he said, it was a very prayerless prayer. (laughs) He said a prayer, but he didn't pray any. You see, this Pharisee was focused on his own human effort the do's and the don'ts, the rules and the laws, but there was no spirit. We've been talking about this for weeks now. What he needed was a personal salvation encounter, an encounter with the Spirit of God. He had to put his faith in Christ and in Christ alone. This was something he could never earn through works or through law or religious practices. He could only receive it as a gift of God. That's why Ephesians 2 8 and 9, it says, Hallelujah. I'm gonna need somebody to click this thing for me. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. You could just sit on the table, that'll be fine. Hallelujah. The Pharisee, he wasn't concerned at all about the Pharisee. You could give me another click. There you go. He wasn't concerned at all about the tax collector. The difference between both of them could be summed up in one word. Pride. There you go. Hallelujah. Pride. He had zero compassion on anyone but himself. He was full of arrogant pride. Thank you, sister. Give me another click. True thanksgiving produces thankful living. Let me ask you some questions this morning. Are you thankful for your salvation? If you are, then tell others what Christ has done for you. Are you thankful for your provision? Then tell others of what God has given to you. How about this? Invite some people to your Thanksgiving table. Are you thankful for the kindness that God has expressed to you? Then pass on that kindness to others. Are you thankful for fellowship? Extend Christian fellowship to others. How about this? Are you thankful for prayers? Then pray for others. And not only tell them, like the Facebook, you put up little, I'm praying for you, girl. I get so, so annoyed by that. Pray for you, girlfriend. And keep scrolling. Somebody asks you for prayer, pray on the spot. Don't say, I'm gonna pray for you, yeah, I'll pray for you. You know, pick up the phone. Pray for them right on the spot. In the name of Jesus. It doesn't have to be the Sermon on the Mount. Just pray. Pray right then and there. Amen. This is the spirit of thanksgiving. Sharing with one another. Being thankful. Being concerned. Being filled with compassion for others. Let me get another click. The Pharisee was unchanged from his experience in the temple when he returned home. Let me tell you something. When you've had an encounter with Christ Jesus, when you've had a real encounter with the Spirit of God, it will produce true change. True thanksgiving will change us. The Pharisee went to the temple, but the temple came nowhere near to him. This Pharisee went inside to pray, but his prayers didn't even make it past the roof. All his showboating meant nothing to God. And he returned home unchanged. He wasted his time. How many millions of people all across our nation go to church and they come home unchanged? How many people come in? Oh, that worship, worship sucked. I've heard it. That band was awful. Worship was no good. Guess what? Worship ain't for you. The worship belongs to an audience of one. Worship is not to entertain you. If you came to church to be entertained, you came for the wrong reason. There's a lot of churches that will entertain you. Not this one. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not scared of you today. Hallelujah. I love you. I'm keeping it real. Praise the Lord. We worship the king, hallelujah, mistakes and all, raspy voice and all. No one like you, oh, no one like you, Lord, because you are seated on the throne of my heart. I can't hold it back. I refuse to hold it back. If I hold it back, the rocks will cry out. The trees will clap their hands. I ain't letting them steal my praise. Not letting them take my praise away. I got things to be grateful for. Hallelujah. How many come to church and go back home unchanged? That word, I've heard better sermons than that. He didn't drop no knowledge on me today. Full of arrogant pride. Coming to church just like the Pharisee, superficial, fake, phony. There are others that say, I've read the Bible three times. Nobody could tell me nothing, and you still haven't found Jesus? Do you have reading comprehension problems? You don't understand? How could you read the Word of God and not find Christ in the Word? You find Jesus everywhere. Hallelujah. God's glory is revealed in all creation. And you want to try to tell me you don't believe in God? The things of God are foolishness to those that are perishing. The cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. Tell me you read the Bible and you don't even know Jesus. Repent in the name of Jesus and stop lying. Hallelujah. You couldn't tell me nothing. Hallelujah. Because if you read the Bible three times, you'd be my brother. We'd be worshiping God together. Hallelujah. Because you would have met the Savior. Because you can't read the word and not be affected by the word of God. It's impossible. I'll tell you the truth. I'll say it. I'm not getting fed here. Everybody's eating the same food, but you ain't getting fed. Everybody's on fire. Everybody's getting fed, but you ain't fed. Maybe the problem is you. I don't need to go to church. I can stay home and serve the Lord at home. I did that. <laughs> I did that for three years. I was starving, emaciated, spiritually dying. You're lying to yourself. I say this almost in every sermon. There's no such thing as a secret agent 007, agent number nine, secret Christian. No, th- no such thing. You can't be the body of Christ at home watching Joel Osteen. You can't. It's impossible. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst. People say, I don't want to go to church. Too many hypocrites there. There's always room for one more. Yes. Hallelujah right? I'd rather go to church with a few hypocrites than end up in hell with all the hypocrites, right? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. No lone rangers. A disciple is visible. Credible witness, filled with the Spirit, a disciple that reproduces himself. Jesus said, be fruitful and multiply. How could you multiply in your sofa? You see, there's a difference between sincere worship and superficial worship. We could be lying to ourselves. Don't let your foolish pride blind you from the truth. We can't keep coming to church and going back home unchanged. It's time to put the foolishness behind us. This Pharisee came into the temple full of arrogant pride. Pride is among the greatest of all sin. Pride is no good, no bueno. Satan was thrown out of heaven because of pride. I want to read you a poem. I read it in every discipleship class, but I I want to share it with you this morning. I don't know who wrote this poem. The author is unknown, but it's powerful. You need to hear it. My name is pride. I am a cheater. I cheat on your God-given destiny. I cheat you on your God-given destiny because you demand your own way. I cheat you out of contentment because... You deserve better than this. I cheat you out of knowledge because you are already a know it all. I cheat you out of healing because you're too full of me to forgive. I cheat you of holiness because you refuse to admit that you're wrong. I cheat you of vision because you'd rather look in the mirror than out of a window. I cheat you of genuine friendship because no one is going to know the real you. I cheat you out of love because real romance demands sacrifice. I cheat you out of greatness in heaven because you refuse to wash another's feet here on earth. I cheat you of God's glory because I convince you to seek your own. My name is is pride. I am a cheater. You like me because you think I'm always looking out for you. Untrue. I'm looking to make a fool of you. God has so much for you. I admit it. But don't worry. If you stick with me, you'll never know. Let that one sink in. Hallelujah. Let's talk briefly about the publican, the tax collector, the other person in this story. Guess what? Jesus made it a point to identify him. He was a Samaritan. The Samaritan was considered the outcast, a lowly dog. But to make it even worse, he was a tax collector, the worst of the worst These are the the people that betrayed their own race. And then on top of that, he sided with Rome to take money away from his own people. The tax collectors had the power to steal your money legally. They had the power to put you in jail if you didn't pay your taxes. They even had the power to have you flogged and even executed. The tax collectors were hated by all the community. Jesus so happened to pick a tax collector among one of his own disciples, Matthew. What does that tell us? There's hope for you. Hallelujah. There's hope for me. Hallelujah. God could work with misfits. Glory to God. With broke people, damaged people, wounded people, people with issues that need tissues. Hallelujah. He could work with you. This tax collector, he also entered the temple, but he had a different attitude. He knew that when he walked in, he was afraid the ceiling was going to cave in on him for the many sins that he had done. He faced up with his sins. He sought forgiveness. There was nothing but sincerity in his approach to God. The Bible records him oh, beating his chest. Jesus, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, a sinner. I'm as dirty as they come. I'm vile. I'm disgusting. My mother doesn't even love me. My kids rejected me. My dog doesn't even like me. Beating his chest. I'm no good. I'm dirty. I'm filthy. I'm rotten to the core. God be merciful to me, a sinner. What did he do? He humbled himself. The Bible says because he humbled himself, the Lord exalted him. The Lord justified him. He went home justified. He didn't walk in and leave the same way, full of arrogant pride. He came in in humility and he went out home, back to his place, justified. He went back home a new man, truly thankful we read about 10 lepers this morning. Only one of them came back. Only one was grateful to God. 10 lepers, think about this. They stood afar off because they were not even allowed to enter into the city. They had to stay on the outskirts. They all cried out, Master Jesus, have mercy on us, just like this tax collector did. Jesus is rich in mercy. Lamentations 22:23. 23. You hear me say it week after week. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Let me tell you. When you know the faithfulness of God, you're not worried about things that come upon you. You're not worried about what you don't have. You're thankful and you're grateful because you know the faithfulness of God is true and it's certain. You can feed on the faithfulness of God. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem to have his last supper and die for the sins of the world. But he decided to take a little detour to go through Samaria into Galilee. And he came to the village and that's where he heard the cries and the shouts. These are the the cries of people that wanted to be healed. They wanted to be cleansed. They were tired of being castaways. They were thrown away by society because of their disease. Show compassion on us, God. Show mercy on us dirty people show mercy on us miserable objects of humanity we have to understand this was the very reason why jesus chose this route so that he could show mercy to these 10 lepers remember prayer is the work ministry is the prize when you're praying you're prayed up you already know where you're going to be heading because god's going to direct you to where ministry is They knew they had to go to Christ. He was the only one that could help them. David said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. They know if anyone, they knew if anyone could help, it had to be Jesus. His fame spread across the land. And when they called on the name of Jesus, what did he do? He says, go and show yourself. To the priest. They knew exactly what that meant. Let me break it down. According to ceremonial law, an unclean person who wanted to be restored had to go and show himself to the priest. The priest would inspect the body of the unclean person one at a time, and then the priest was the one that would proclaim them clean. If in fact, they were clean. And if they were proclaimed clean, then they could re-enter into the community. Leviticus 14, 2-4. through four, This shall be the law of the leper for the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall go out of the camp, and the priest shall examine him. And indeed, if the leprosy is healed in the leper, then the priest shall command him to take for him who is to be cleansed, two living and clean birds, cedarwood, scarlet, and and hyssop. Let me tell you, while Jesus walked on earth, he still fulfilled the law of Moses. People think that Jesus came to abolish the law. The law was perfect. There was no need to abolish it. He came to fulfill the law. The law was still in effect. Jesus fulfilled the law ultimately on the cross. He obeyed the ceremonial law by telling them to go and see the priest. But this is where it gets interesting. The Bible says that they turned around with great joy. They turned around and started to walk away. And as they went, they were all cleansed of leprosy. The Bible talks about healing in different ways. Some people are healed immediately. But others, as they walk away, as they walk away, they get their healing. They were healed before arriving to the priest. You know why? So that nobody could say it was the priest that healed these ten lepers. They got their healing as they were marching on the road to go to the priest. God gets all the glory. He will not share his glory with mankind. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, faith starts with the first step. How many have heard the word of the Lord and they stay sitting down waiting for another uh, uh, confirmation? <laughs> Lord, is that you? <laughs> let, me, let me throw this uh, a fleece. Let me throw a fleece here. No, I'm not going to throw that. That's a, a tallit. I'm not going to throw that on the floor. Let me throw the fleece on the ground. Let me see what happens. If the morning dew shows up on it, I'll know that that's you. And then the morning dew comes. Wow, praise the Lord. Well, check it out. I'm going to throw that fleece back out. Now if there's no dew, I'll know it's you. Boom. No dew. All right, cool, cool beans. Now I'm going to throw it back out again. And if the really, this time, this is the real one. This is the real, yeah. I mean, are you a 70 confirmation Christian? How many confirmations do you need before you get up and move? That's why Jesus said, do you want to be made well? You got to have skin in the game. You got to believe. You want to be made well? Get up, rise up, pick up your mat, and walk in the name of Jesus. So many of us, we, we hear the word of God, but we move not. Faith begins with the first step. They didn't receive anything until they turned around and started walking toward the priest. I I wish more believers would just get up and start walking. Walking in faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something about these lepers. They represent all sinners. All sinners are unclean. They're all stained with sin. We are all born with a sin nature. Sin slowly rots away your flesh, and it will ultimately kill you. The lepers, they came to their senses. They understood their fate, if left unattended, would mean death. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in our Lord Jesus Christ. How many understand that when you are sinning against God, you are literally Earning your wage of death. Once they cried out, Jesus, rescue me, save me, help me, like the tax collector, be merciful to me. What does Romans 10 say? Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus spoke the word to them. Their faith exploded. Hallelujah. Romans 10, 17, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word. They went and they received their healing, but only one was made whole. Ten people were healed, but one was made whole. The Samaritan was made whole. Hallelujah. His faith saved him. You have to understand this Samaritan was a crossbred. A Samaritan was someone who was born outside of the race. They had different biological parents or or, or different nationalities so they were crossbred, if you will. They were not pure blood. They called them dogs, worse than a heathen. And he went back It was he that went back. The other nine lepers were Jews. They went back to their house. They were happy to be restored back to the community. They went back to their families. But the Samaritan, the Samaritan, he went back and he burst out in joy, in celebration. He cried out with a loud voice. He shouted even louder, thank you, Lord. Verse 15 and 16, listen what it says. And one of them, when he was healed, he returned with a loud voice and glorified God. He fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. The Samaritan shabbat the Lord, that means it was a shout of praise, a crazy praise he shabbat God glory to God, halul it means a crazy foolishly wild praise I bet he must have laid down on his face and said look what the Lord has done he healed my body he touched my mind he saved me just in time, threw a little tongues in there For, for good measure hallelujah You see, Jesus never complained about this man shouting praises unto him. We need to quit being fearful of what others think. We need to quit being fearful to celebrate how good God is. Don't worry, people already know you're crazy. Let me tell you something. Sister Sharon, she, she so inspired me. I'm so blessed by God, woman of God. You know, you see her so, so happy, rejoicing. Boom, 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 boom. Hopping across like a bunny rabbit. Boom, boom, boom. Hallelujah. You know why? She's got something to be grateful for. She don't care who's looking at her. She's getting her praise on. Devil, you can't have another body part. She's been delivered. Cancer didn't kill her. Hallelujah. When you've been delivered, when you know the God that set you free. Oh, hallelujah. You start, hey, hallelujah. You start worshiping God. People say, that brother's crazy. No, I'm not. I'm delivered. I'm blood brought. I'm sanctified. I'm washed by the blood of the lamb. I don't care if you don't like it. What did David say? David took his clothes off. He started worshiping God. And what did his wife say? You are looking all undignified. You're looking all stupid and foolish. He said, woman, don't get in the way of my praise. Now I'm going to get even more undignified. Now he took off his shorts. Hallelujah. All right, all right, all right. That was a bonus. That was free. Hallelujah. Praise God. That was the new knee dance. That was the new knee dance. Hallelujah. I used to have the old man dance, just one leg. One leg. Then when I got tired with that one leg, I'd switch one other leg. Hallelujah. Now I could I could praise God with both knees. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you know what God has done for you, there's cause to rejoice. You know what's sad? When a sinner praises God louder than a saint. When the world has more gratitude than believers. When the woman who was a a woman of the night... And she came to the Lord with an alabaster box. And she began to weep. I'm dirty. I'm dirty. I'm foul. I'm unclean. Have mercy. And she began to weep on his feet, on his dirty feet. And Simon the Pharisee said, do you know what kind of woman this is? He probably knew because the Bible refers to a leper that was cleansed. And many believe Simon was previously a leper before he became a Pharisee. And the whole reason why he invited Jesus to his house was to thank him for the healing. And Jesus said, when I came into the house, you didn't wipe my feet. You didn't even give me a cup of water. What, a, what kind of gratitude is this? This woman... She came with an expensive jar, a year's worth of salary. She cried and anointed my feet with her tears, and she took her moneymaker. I'm telling the truth. That's what the word says. Listen, a woman, do you know how humbling it is for a woman to take her beautiful hair, precious hair, her money-making hair, She took her hair, dried his feet with her hair. If that's not the ultimate level of humility, I don't know what is. He says, daughter, daughter, go. Your faith has healed you. Go and sin no more. You see, the problem is we get delivered and we go right back to the thing that we got delivered from and reintroduce the same portals, the same problem. And then we keep coming back to church unclean and getting cleaned and go back out and do the same thing that we came to the altar for. Brother Jamie was hitting it. When you come to the altar, you cease to do the thing that you got delivered from. One leper came back. One. Many believers who claim to be cleansed by Jesus and sanctified and washed by the blood of the Lamb, delivered and healed, they come into the temple and they won't even worship the Lord. They won't lift up holy hands because they're afraid of what people will think of them. They won't sing. I won't sing. Uh Not me. I don't even like this song. Uh This is not my jam. (laughs) (laughs) They won't shed tears. They won't shout for victory. They're silent as mice, church mice to be specific. Our worship is silenced because of the peace, the joy, the security that Jesus provides us. We have no worries, no cares. My ticket is punched. If you are experiencing the peace, the joy, the favor of God, you have reason to rejoice. You should be thankful. Max Lacato, I love this quote. He said, worship is the thank you that can never be silenced. It is impossible to worship God in silence it's impossible and for those that can't speak you could jump hallelujah if you can't speak move your body clap your hands stomp your feet whistle whistle unto the glory of god do something but worship the lord Look at the heart of our Lord. Look at at the tender mercies of God. These are Jesus' words. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Think about that. Jesus looked at that one leper. He said, arise and go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. I'm coming to a close this morning. This leper had much in common with all men. All sinners are dying of sin. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Without Christ There's no hope. The Samaritan leper called out to the only one who could save him. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. He heard this poor man's cry. Like that song in Psalm 34. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard me and saved me from my enemies. He healed me. He made me brand new again. He fell on his face and worshiped the Lord and he never stopped giving him thanks. He never stopped shouting the praises until Jesus said, arise. We ought to be as thankful as this cleansed leper was. Be ye thankful. Ungratitude Ungratefulness, it blinds us to the blessings and the inner working of God and his spirit. Ingratitude corrodes the soul. God wants us to be grateful, show gratitude for all that he has done. Being grateful is the quality of being thankful, a readiness to show appreciation and to return kindness. We return kindness to God by worshiping him in spirit and in truth. My wife and I, we, we do marriage enrichment classes. One of the, one of the uh, illustrations I would give you today, and, and one, one of the things we share with couples, we call it five minutes of praise. I want you to think about this. We have both couples. We have the couple turn their chairs and face each other. And for five minutes, and we put on a clock, we say, we want you to do nothing but praise each other for five minutes. Can you do that? And we're gonna stand right here like referees. And the minute we hear, I love you, but, "Eh, eh, stop. I love you, you're beautiful,
0: but I don't know what else to say. I don't
1: know what else to do. You mean you don't got enough praise in your heart for five minutes? I'll bore you right, I'll do 20 minutes with my wife right now. She's an amazing woman, amazing woman, a godly woman, beautiful woman. She loves me, but I love you more. Hallelujah. We got to be able to praise one another and, and give thanks to God for the gift in our life. We're not supposed to beat up our women. We're not supposed to beat them up verbally, abuse them. Dishonor them, undervalue them. You're supposed to cater to the uniqueness of a woman. If you don't, somebody will. If you ain't talking to her, somebody will. I bind you, Satan. Five minutes. Do you have five minutes of praise? How about five minutes of praise for Jesus Christ? Would you be able to worship God for five minutes? We should get into the habit of worshiping the Father. Five minutes a day, at minimum, worshiping God. In your car, in the bathroom, while you're showering. Hallelujah, Jesus, we love you, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. Melody Beattie, a quote. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past and brings peace for today and creates vision for tomorrow. This holiday, saints of God, enjoy your family. Enjoy your meal. Enjoy your fellowship. Be grateful. Give God thanks for all that he has done. And remember, do not be superficial with your praise. Do not be hypocritical in your thanksgiving to God, but be sincere. And in your praise and thanksgiving, be made whole as you remember what God has done for you all year long. God bless you this morning. Hallelujah.
0: We are so grateful to God for allowing us the opportunity to share this message with you. Thank you for listening. We want you to know that you are all in our constant prayers. If you've been blessed by today's program, why not consider partnering with us? To make a donation is easy. You can visit us online at www.specchurch.net or you can call us at 845-956-0133 Once again, that's www.specchurch.net or 845-956-0133 We invite you to worship with us one Sunday morning soon. Thank you again for your prayers and support. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you.